a new year, isn't it? Do you think that the time is just flying? It's, you know, we used to say that as you got older, it seemed as though time was going faster. But really, time is. We are so busy. We fit so much into a day, so much into a week, let alone a month. And uh, often we don't even remember what we did on Monday by Thursday because we are just charging ahead, focused on what the next thing is. Are you a bit like me? Yeah, Yeah, that's sort of the way that life is. And um, John 10.10 says that I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. And somehow, you know, I think that in this fast-paced life, that we are living, that we are missing out on the abundance that God wants to bring us. I think that we are missing it, that it's not that it's not around for us to actually participate in, but it's actually that we don't even have time to stop and see what God is actually bringing and wants to give us to make our lives abundant. And so this morning, I want to speak on the skill of living well today. It's a new year, and I hope that you'll put some of these thoughts into practice, because let's make 2019 count, personally and for the church. Let's see God's abundance in every possible way just flow through our lives, flow through the church, flow through this city. And let's pray that it flows through our nation. God's abundance. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you are here. Oh, God, we can sense your presence. We thank you, Lord, that you are the way maker. You're the miracle worker. You are the promise keeper and you're the light in the darkness. And, Lord, today we praise you and give you honour. And, Lord, as we open your word Lord, this morning, I pray, God, that you would cause our hearts to be soft, that we would be able to receive it, our minds, Lord, to be open and to be focused, and, Lord, that we would hear your still, small voice speaking what you individually want to say to each heart today. In Jesus' name, amen. I think we worry, we allow regrets, worry, fear and anxiety to rob us of what God is wanting to do today. Do you know, we have only got so much strength, so much energy, so much ability in a day. And so if we keep looking back on tomorrow, we are going to use up what we could be using today to make today great. If we're thinking about our faults and our failures of yesterday or worrying about the challenges and the problems of tomorrow, we are going to miss what God wants to do. Jesus was very focused on this idea of living well today. And uh, in Matthew 6, verse 34, in the Message Translation, It says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. 
God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. And I think so many of us would have a testimony of God giving us the ability that we needed in the moment. Maybe we were absolutely shocked that we were able to walk through a very difficult path, but it was because God gave us what we needed in the moment. But if you had the thought process, I don't know what I'm going to do if my job changes. Well, the word tells us that you will know When the time comes, God will be with you and he will show you the way. I don't know what I'll do if I get a negative report from my doctor. Don't worry about it right now. You will know. Living today attached to God, you will know exactly what to do when that time comes. I don't know what I'm going to do if I can no longer manage in my own home because I'm getting older. When that time comes, you will know. God loves you so much that he's not going to leave you out there for the surprises of life, the things that you can't control. He wants to live with you and walk with you and talk with you so that you are aware of what the next step is that he will lead you when the mysteries of life take place. You will know what to do because he will be with you. And so there is no point in worrying today about what if that happens. You won't realise the strength and realise the energy that you have available to you today if you are preoccupied with what is going to happen. And how many people know that, you know, we worry so much and then it doesn't even happen. Like something just changes. Don't you think that possibly that is God for the when the moment comes? We spend today being concerned about yesterday and about the problems of tomorrow. And Jesus is saying, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. We need to learn the skill of living in the present and making today count. I don't know if you're like me, but um, I'm one of these people that... I don't know, I'm always a step ahead of myself. Like I'm thinking about the next thing constantly. Like I, I, I might be in a conversation and then I'm thinking about the next conversation that I've got to have someone and uh, with someone. Or, you know, like I'm sitting here in church and I'm thinking about, well, I'm not thinking about lunch ever because I'm not a foodie, but I might be thinking about what am I going to be doing in the afternoon or I've got to organise this, I've got to prepare that for the week. Uh, oh, I've got that's right, I've got to ring that person or I've got to do this or that. And so you actually miss what is happening in the moment. And can I tell you that God wants to give you what you need today, but not only for what you need today. He wants to put within us the capacity that we need to actually be able to live tomorrow well. He, he wants, you see, there are conversations and opportunities and doorways that he wants to open today. But if we are so preoccupied with the next thing, we could miss what he wants to say to us that was so important 
not only for my today, but actually for my future. And so it's an intentional, I'm going to focus on today. I'm going to live today. I'm going to be in the present. It's a discipline. I find for me it's a discipline. It's something that I just have to even think at times when my mind starts to run off. No, be here. Be be right here in this conversation. Listen. God, what are you wanting me to hear right now? How are you wanting me to respond right now? Because I want to be used of you, God. I think that that is all of our desires, that we would be used, that our life would count, that we would make a difference wherever we go. If we are not living well today, we are missing the opportunities to actually make a difference, not only in our own lives, but in the lives around about us. We have to be intentional, intentionally being in the moment. Um, And so I want to give you just a couple of points that will help you. The first point is we need to release yesterday. Philippians 3.13 says, Forgetting what lies behind. I have not achieved, but I have focused on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. This is the Apostle Paul. He's saying, I'm not going to remember the things in the past, but I am going to choose, intentionally choose to forget that and I'm going to uh, focus on what lies ahead. In Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, in the message, it says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Be alert, be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out, don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a way, a road through the desert, rivers in the badlands. I looked up to see what badlands is, and it's the extensive tracks of heavily eroded, uncultivatable land with little vegetation. So God wants to make a road through the desert places of your life, through, He wants to put rivers through the uncultivatable places, the things that you think just in your life that could never be anything fruitful. He wants to do that in our lives, but he's asking us to forget the former things. Forget in this particular passage means that you won't remember the pain of your past. You won't remember your past and have it control your present or your future. I love that. Because our past really is our story. And so it's not saying, you know, forget it, just close the door on it and uh, don't ever look that way. The Bible's telling us that by forgetting, by allowing the pain out of those moments to go that we can step into the new day and that God can do something amazing if we will just stop connecting yesterday to today. Now, I think sometimes that we think of the negative things that have taken place in our life, of the pain, of maybe at some stage we have been a victim of some sort of pain 
And, uh, and so, absolutely, it's great to deal with that and to put that in the, in the past. However, I really believe that this is also about the highlights in our life as well because we can become so attached to the past that it actually becomes the things that we talk about in our future. So we talk about 1972 and this great highlight, this great victory, this amazing testimony that happened and then in 1997 when this took place and in 2004. And, but Listen, God is wanting to do something today. That is fantastic that you have these memories that God has been moving in your life and that you had, you know, amazing opportunities at university, that you had the promotion at work, that things have been going amazing for you. But don't let that fill your conversation with today because you will miss out on what God is wanting to do. Don't let your conversation be filled up with the negativities of of past failed relationships, where friendships have gone sour, where there have been major disappointments. Don't allow that to then determine who you will choose in your life or, or you know, that you will just block people out of your life because of the past. You know, forget that. With God's ability, you know, put intentionally. If there's one word I think that we need to have in place this year is in living intentionally, making intentional decisions that yesterday is going to be released. And I'm going to live today and I'm going to believe that God is going to do something new today and I'm going to be on target and I'm not going to miss it. I'm not going to miss the opportunity to make a new friend. I'm not going to miss the opportunity to be in a conversation where I can encourage someone. I'm not going to miss the opportunity to go to Connect Group where I can be with a group of people and where they can know me and I can know them and we can support each other during the good times and the difficult times. I'm not going to miss opportunities because I am so weighed down with the past good things and bad things. You know, comparing the past to now, you know, um, I I don't hear it in this church, but, you know, like I've I've heard people say, you know, I like the good old time, the the good old days where church was this way or or that way. You know, we can get stuck in the good old days and those days are never coming back because life is so different It was wonderful then because you were living in the moment. You were living there in the present. Today can be the good days as well because as you come and walk into church, your heart is soft and your arms are open and you are ready to receive whatever God is wanting to put into your heart today. Release yesterday. Release yesterday. You know, I think one of the reasons why we don't release yesterday is because we have a low level or sometimes a high level of guilt and shame because uh, we don't know how truly forgiven that we are. We know, may know mentally that we're forgiven, but it's difficult to, to actually live and walk Forgiven, and so we don't experience the full power that that of that forgiveness because we still feel guilt or shame. This morning, I want to tell you 
Grace provides for the complete and total forgiveness of all of your failures. Past, present and future. God's grace is there for you. I think the enemy wants to rob, kill and destroy our today because he wants our mind to be stuck on what we have done and the failures and the frailty of who we are as a person. God's grace, God's grace has covered that. In 1 John 2, verses 1 and 2, it says, My dear children, I'm writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone sins, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of the world. This morning, we celebrate his grace. You don't have enough energy today to carry the baggage of the past. Release it. Let it go so that you can live today. Secondly, resist tomorrow. Resist the tendency to think about the problems and the challenges that may arrive. I'm not talking about strategic planning or visioning or, you know, all of those things, but I'm, th- I'm talking about the worry and the anxiety that we carry about the what-ifs about tomorrow. What's the world going to be like? What, what type of world is my children growing up in? Will I have enough money when I retire? Will my superannuation be enough? What are the health issues that I might face? And look, these are the things that all of us uh, think about at some stage or another, but do we have control of those things? No. And so you're thinking about them, you're Worrying and concern about those things are not going to change what's going to take place. God never intended that we would look down the road of tomorrow and have fear dominate our lives. He came that that we would be able to live with our eyes on him and that we would trust him and that he would guide our steps one step after another. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights, that's God delights, we delight in his ways. Our steps are ordered by the Lord. And so what does that mean? It means that if there are disappointments that happen in our life or things that don't happen as we hoped that they would happen. God is ordering our steps. You know that job interview that you were going for? You know that job that is everything that you'd ever hoped for and you just know that this is the job that you want. It's got more money, more, more all sorts of things. I want to tell you, if that door slams in your face, and you don't get it, 
God is ordering your steps. There is something else that God has for you. If we live knowing that he is the way maker, that he is the one that makes a way for us. So he knows what we need. He knows the amount of money that we need. He knows the type of environment that we need to live in. He knows the type of job that you need. He knows all of those things. And if we trust in him, then he will make a way. He will make a way. And you will see that he is the miracle worker. I love this song because it's just one of those songs. He is the one that is the promise keeper. He's not going to leave you high and dry. He's not. He is going to be there every moment of the day with you and for you. He will be the light in the darkness. When you think that nothing is going right, he is going to be that light. He is going to be there for you. He will. And so it's about trusting in him and allowing God to be God, doing what we are able to do, such as putting our resume in, you know, for for jobs, such as, you know, getting ourselves trained up, such as, you know, doing all sorts of things, but allowing God then to open the doors that he wants to open for our lives because he knows who is on the other side of that door that we need to meet. He knows what opportunity is on the other side of that door. He knows. He knows. And look, just something, just, I love this illustration and I know that I've shared it before and, and like, please forgive me for this and Caleb, sorry, but, you know, you're the, the son of a, you know... A pastor, but you know, I remember when Caleb was wanting to get into the ambulance service, and he was in such a hurry to get in it because he was in doing sort of like a real mundane job that he wasn't enjoying doing. And so he had put his application in, he had been accepted, and so he was just waiting for the date for uh, you know the all go. And um, anyway, there was two dates that were possibilities. And of course, he was hoping that the first date would be the date that he would be accepted. Well, as it turned out, he didn't get accepted into the first lot of uh, the first team of uh, people that were going through as paramedics. He got the second date and he was so disappointed. He was annoyed. He was, it was like, I just want to go. Like, why do I have to wait a whole nother month? Look, put yourselves in this situation. You know exactly what it's like because we get impatient, you know, like we want to get going, we want to do it. And uh, and so um, it's just like, well, you know, mate, there's nothing that you can do. And I, I, I think he even rang and, you know, if anyone pulls out, you know, like put me on the list and I'll be there. Like I really want to do the training as soon as I possibly can. Well, nothing happened and so what happened? So he ended up going a month later, and that was his date that he went. And, uh, you know, like, once you get started, you know, like, you sort of forget that you are, you know, that month means nothing, does it? Sort of like, so once you get entrenched in, in what's happening and you're just there, and so you begin to enjoy that next part of what's taking place. Well, at the end of the training, as you can imagine, it was... Um, Caleb and Madeline um, had some special thing happening at the time. And so, you know, he was really wanting to be sent 
somewhere where that relationship could continue. And, uh, and so he's praying, you know, God, I don't want to be sent out to whoop whoop. Um, you know, God, please don't. Well, let me just tell you, all of the team that started the month before, they all went out west. They all went out to whoop whoop. And a month later, those that started all, all got city placements. I want to tell you, God knows what he's doing. And in the scheme of things, a month is not a lot of time. In the scheme of things of your life, a year is not a lot of times. But we need to have that place in our heart where we are cultivating a relationship with God today. Today. As we soak in God today, we can trust that whatever takes place tomorrow is going to be okay because we are in God's hands. Two things I want to just remind you about. And that is that he knows everything that is going to happen. In Hebrews 4, it says, Nothing in all of creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before his eyes. I love that. God has, is never surprised, ever. He knows what's going on. And the second thing I want to tell you is that God has a plan for the future. It's not just sort of like, oh, what will I do today? Just moseying along, just having like a Sunday afternoon drive and you end up wherever. No, God has a plan. He has a purpose. And in Jeremiah 29, 11, you know this verse. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. This is... This is a promise to you as an individual and it's a promise to the church that he has a plan and a purpose for each of us. So release yesterday. Resist tomorrow. My third point is make today count. Psalm 118 verse 24 says, This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day that the Lord has made. You know, in the Bible, there are so many references to today, to now. God is a now, today God. He can use your yesterday. He wants to, you know, he wants to turn that which has gone upside down in your world, topsy-turvy in your world. He wants to use it and turn it around for good for today. He wants to use it for your future. If we don't just um, keep, you know, focused on what has happened, but we choose to listen to today. You know, Jesus had a destination, but he didn't mind being interrupted. So he lived in the day. And there were times when he was on the road to heal someone and he was interrupted by someone else that wanted to talk to him. And as a result, the person he was going to heal died. But God knew what he was doing. Do you know some things that you have in your plan, they may die. 
It may not be as you had hoped. But if we allow God to use that, he will bring something beautiful out of the ashes. Will you allow yourself to be interrupted in your day? Or are you a list person? I'm a bit of a list person. There is nothing I love. Well, there are other things I love more. But, you know, I love putting a line through a job that I've done or, you know, I've done this, I've done that, and then there's one thing on the list and I I just love that. And I can be very task-focused. I'm a people person, but I can be very task-focused. And so it's like somebody can interrupt the thoughts that I have going and so it's like, and I don't know about you, sometimes if my thoughts get interrupted, I never refine them. Like, they are just gone. And so it's like, it's, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, like I like to just stay on track. But it's those interruptions that God wants to bring into your life and to create divine appointments for you in your day. Will you allow God to bring people to your life so that you can encourage, so that you can give a word that would bring hope to their lives? Actually, it's not even all about you. Will you be interrupted so that God can bring someone to you to speak life and hope into your life? Will you be interrupted? You know, I think once again, the word intentional means that we have to actually see and intentionally stop when we see that interruption coming. It's almost like, okay, I can see it. Lord, help me to be in the moment. Lord, help me to be there. Do you know, last week when um, John was speaking, and I heard it was a great word, one of my grandchildren said in a loud voice, why is he still talking? (laughs) So that back area up there, you know, like they're sort of watching the clock and they get a little bit bored um, trying to be good. Um, So I have to keep that in my mind. Okay, so just a couple of thoughts to help you make today count. Today, enter his presence. Like intentionally, when you wake up of a morning, invite him into your day. Intentionally say, God, this is your day. And you have given me another day on earth. I invite you into this day. And I ask that my eyes would be open to see what you want me to see, that my ears would be open, that I would hear what you want me to hear, and that I would have the strength and the courage to step into whatever might happen today. God, I'm ready. I enter into your presence. You know, so often, you know, we can get into some sort of religious activity and we can frantically read the Bible and we can just tick that off, okay? That is the first thing on my list. God's out the way, okay? And now I'm going to get up and have my brekkie and get on with my plans. God doesn't want to be um, first. Maybe that surprises you, but he doesn't want to be first. He wants to be central to your day. He wants to be in every part of your day. And so what you do as Bible and a prayer time 
in the morning or whenever you do it, you know, that's actually feeding your spirit so that you are ready and uh, you are filled with God. That's not actually a job that has just been done. And, And if we treat it as that, then we're not actually going to get the food that we need for the day. So today I will enter his presence. Secondly, today I will remember his priorities. You see, we will never live uh, uh, today abundantly if we have the wrong wisdom that, is, uh, that we are living from. You know, we can live from the wisdom of the world, but, you know, whilst there's good things that we can pick and choose from, if we... Um, immerse ourselves in the Bible and live our life from God's wisdom, then we are going to be able to be, to be present and able to live according to his plans for the day. And so in Proverbs 4, it says, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget the words or turn away from them because wisdom will protect you. The words that we are reading in the Bible, it will protect us. She, wisdom, will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Though it cost all you have, get understanding. Cherish her and she will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honour you. Get godly wisdom. You know, not the... Don't live according to the wisdom of the world. Live according to the wisdom of the Bible. And God's wisdom is that, uh, you know, forgiveness and serving, joy, peace, friendship. It talks about reconciliation. If we live according to God's wisdom, then he is going to make our way straight. Learn what is important. What are the priorities? Remember his priorities. I, I remember watching a commercial a long time ago and it was about, I don't know, something about a smart TV. And uh, it showed a man that was flicking between four channels because he wanted to watch four different um, shows at the one time. And uh, anyway, he was getting frustrated and, you know, the end caption was that if you purchase this smart TV with a DVR, then uh, you would be able to record all of those shows and watch them at a later time. And uh, I don't know, I, I, I just sort of thought about that and I don't know that it had really the impact that it was hoping for because really I'm sort of thinking if that's you here today and there are four shows on at the same time and so you have to record them, um, do yourself a favour, fill in a connect form, start serving in the church and uh, do something that's really meaningful. I am not anti-TV and there's great TV series and all of that but come on, we have to use our time wisely, don't we? Hey? Oh yeah. Okay, so today I will enter into his presence, I will remember his priorities, and today I will draw upon his power. The truth is, we will never live to the fullest without relying on the power of God today. The early church had an awareness of living, drawing in the power of God for each morning, at moment. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, 
10 and 11 says that, but because God was so gracious, so very generous, here I am. But I'm not about to let his grace go to waste. Haven't I worked hard trying to do more than any of the others? Even then, my work didn't amount to all that much. It was God giving me the work to do, God giving me the energy to do it. And so it was that recognition that God is giving us the enablement and the power to do what he has called us to do. And Colossians 1.29, it says, For this I labour often to the point of exhaustion, striving with his power and energy, which so greatly works within me, his power and his energy. Choose today to rely on his power. Don't assume that you can live on your own strength. We miss the moment because we are tired and because we are drawing from our own wellspring of energy. As you start your day, drawing from his presence, ask him to give you the power and the ability that you need. (coughs) Sometimes we miss living in the moment because we're tired and we're trying to do it on our own. But there's another reason, I think, too, that we miss drawing on the power of God, and it's more tender and maybe it's more to the core of our hearts. We don't draw on God's power because we think we are not worthy of it. We think, who are we to draw on God's power? Because you know and I know who I am and the frailty of who the choices that I make, the decisions that I've made in the past, the guilt and the shame that I carry from those things, how could I ever be worthy enough to be able to live today in the power of God's might? I want to tell you today that none of us are worthy. None of us come as people that are worthy enough, that live the life that says, I've done enough I am, you know, doing everything right and so I deserve to walk in the power of God. None of us. It's only because of Jesus. It's only because of his sacrifice upon the cross that has given us that ability to be connected with God and to have the power that Jesus had when he was walking on earth. We can have the same power that raised Christ from the dead, living in us today because of his death and his resurrection. You may be feeling that you're not valuable. Why you? You are as valuable to God today as the day that you were born. Life has happened to us all. We've all got wrinkles of um, relationship um, uh, failures or disappointments. We've all had that sense of being stood on or looked over or not being treated right. Some of us have been through the dragged through the mud. But do you know what? It doesn't change your value. 
it doesn't change my value. God loves us and he wants us to live in today with his presence, living his priorities and living with his power. We just close your eyes just for one moment? And uh, maybe you've been listening to this message and you've thought, you know, I, maybe you're thinking, that's the way I feel. I feel guilty and maybe I've got shame from things that I've done. I want to tell you now that God wants to lift that off your life, that that is the devil's condemnation that is trying to just rub that into your heart and into your thinking. That is not God's plan for you. He has taken that. That is false guilt. That is false shame. For those of you that don't know this Jesus that I'm talking about and, and you want to be able to live with his presence, walk with his priorities and live with his power in your life. If, if you haven't made that decision to do that, I want to give you that opportunity today. I want to give you that opportunity as a first time person, but also if you have walked away, if you have, the, the religious word is backslidden or just gone off doing your own thing. You know, God is the God of second chances. And I want to encourage you today to release yesterday, release the decisions that you have made and step into today to a God that has grace and that wants to give you all that you need for today. And he will give you what you need for tomorrow. If you want to know Jesus, if you want to have more information, would you like to just raise your hand this morning? Because we have people that want to tell you more so that you can understand, so that you can discover Jesus and his plan and his purpose for your life. If you've walked away and if you need a second chance, you know, there is no shame in that. God's arms are open wide and he is here wanting to receive you and to accept you. You don't have to get all tidied up and clean to walk back into God's arms. He's here just waiting. Lord, I thank you for your presence. I thank you, God, for your love, for your faithfulness to us. Even when we are not faithful, God, you are so faithful to us. And so, Lord, this year, in 2019, Lord, I pray that each of us individually and as a church, that we would, we would be recipients of the abundant life that you died to give us. Lord, that we would step into that. And Lord, that we would take opportunities today to be intentional about living for you, having our eyes open, our ears aware and our hands open to whatever that you would want us to do. God, we commit today and 2019 to you. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.